Hi, y'all. My name is Bailey. I'm the host of this podcast called Hey Dad, Can You Talk? And this is just a conversation between me and my dad, Toby, where I call him about things that I'm struggling with, like parenting, marriage, my mental wellness, just feeling overwhelmed. And so we thought we would record it so that you guys could listen in too. So let's go ahead and call my dad. Hello, mom and dad. Hello, Bailey Dye. Hi. Welcome to our special holiday edition of the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. It's Hey Dad and Mom, Can You Talk? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> That's the episode. And away we go. <laughs> so um, this is a little different setup, but we thought it would be fun to do a little spinoff of a holiday episode since this will be our December um, release. And so I'm excited to bring on mom and dad together. We've been celebrating Thanksgiving and they're still here and we're prepping for Christmas, making plans. And so um, I've been, I feel like we've been quizzing them some when we're not recording. So I'd love to ask them some questions that I think everyone would want to hear. Some funny. Oh, do you? Yeah. Is how do you feel about that? Do? That's what <laughs> oh, I would okay. like to do. Mm-hmm. Are you I good just, with that? Hey, I, just, I did this because this is the closest your mother sat to me in about a week since we've been <laughs> in Mississippi. So, you know, whatever it takes. Oh, my goodness. Whatever. She right. loves you. It's just, you know, when her grandkids are around, she's got to get all those snuggles. There is no doubt about it. Yep. No doubt right. about it. So I've got, this is kind of just going to be Q&A style here. And y'all can share the load of who wants to answer. Um, so my first question is for both of you. When do you start listening to Christmas music? <laughs> Maybe two weeks before. <laughs> two weeks? What about you, Dad? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Mom. About a couple weeks before Christmas, we, we'll start listening to some songs and uh, so we're not tired of them by the time Christmas gets here. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, goodness. Because you know me. I love the Hillsong um, holiday stuff. You're going to go. Ho- you're going to go holy on us. Yeah. Yes. It is. It is Jesus's birthday. So I, I know. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. You can say that album. That's fine. Me? It's a. Uh... Carrie Underwood singing Oh Holy Night may be the best I've ever heard in my life. Mm, that's good. I was going to say mine is in sync. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. Happy holidays. You know? I have heard this song or in sync for me. <laughs> yeah, which one? Thinking. That does not sound like in sync. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine. Hey, Chrissy, so- I'm trying to get her to move on, Chrissy, <laughs> so you won't turn us off. One of the reasons I love that song is because of memories. Because growing up, Ross and I would. Uh, spent like have a sleepover Christmas Eve. I don't know how long we, when we stopped doing that, but this was when we were younger We and we would have Christmas lights and we'd have my big boom box or whatever they were called. And we would play the NSYNC Christmas CD and that brings back good memories. So that's one of the reasons it's my favorite. Yeah. So, um, okay. What about when do you put up your tree? Are you pre Thanksgiving or post Thanksgiving? I already know the answer, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay. Now 
people that don't know us, we just said we start listening to Christmas music two weeks before Christmas. Do you think we're pre-Thanksgiving or post-Thanksgiving? We are post-post-Thanksgiving. Do you have any holiday decor up yet? I have Christmas lights. That's good. But that's only because I didn't do them. (laughs) Because the company that puts them up had to come early. Well, I remember um, growing up, Mom, you did, like, the Christmas Village. You did, like, you went all out for Christmas, I feel like. And then slowly you went down to a skinny tree and some other things. <laughs> what happened? Well, your kids leave the house. And uh, the motivation to make the house Christmassy, at least for us, yeah, uh, kind of dropped a little bit. And so I think your mother went from... <laughs> Hey, let's get everything out to, hey, we wouldn't have to put near as much up. Uh, that I wouldn't have to put near as much stuff up. He I remember. Like, hey, honey, I'm sitting right here on moral support. You go right ahead. I'm like, okay, thanks. Everybody needs a cheerleader, baby. Everybody needs somebody to tell you you can do it. I remember one year or a few years in a row, you didn't even take your ornaments off your tree. You just stuck it in the closet and then got That's it back the- out. That's the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah we had gone to an open house for someone here and or someone back home, and they had one of those Lazy Susan things where it went into a closet on the Lazy Susan, push it just right pull, push it in, pull it out every year, and I and thought, you can turn it around. Sweet baby Jesus. Yeah. That's what I thought when I saw that. Smart. See, I think I would have thought, but I'm not obviously in the same season as you, that as you get older, you put out more and when your kids leave, you because you can actually put out the breakables versus oh. now. Right now, I'm like, we're not buying anything nice because they're going to break it. So, anyways. Yeah, you you we, would think, wouldn't you? That's <laughs> what you would think. Because <laughs> <laughs> this year, when we decorated for Christmas, it was interesting. And I think one of our children broke at least three ornaments trying to put them on the tree. Because I wasn't going to – I would let them do it. So, yeah, sometimes it's merry and bright, and sometimes it's not. This is the time that Grant and I were like, okay, anyways, maybe we shouldn't have done this. So, anyways. Oh, okay. Well, so getting into some of the more serious questions, we, um, so my husband, Grant, and I are going to be traveling for Christmas. We don't live near all of our family, sadly, but. We do get the chance to go visit for quite a few days. And so, you know, dad, you always talk about thinking of the end in mind and what you want it to look like when it's over. And so, you know, I've been thinking through how I can prepare and, you know, what, what, how Grant and I can be on the same page, me and the kids. And so I wondered if you guys had any advice or things that you had learned along the way when um, we were younger about like how to make the holiday season uh, less stressful, more harmony within your family, if possible, because I know that you guys used to travel some too. So kind of share what y'all's experience was when we were growing up and anything that you feel like y'all advice you could give someone who has younger kids that aren't in the same season as you are now. Did we learn anything? <laughs> no, so. Yeah, it's funny. I just did a webinar. We, we have a monthly webinar for Folks who are part of Team Gobi, if you go to beagobi.com, if you're not heard of Team Gobi, it's a monthly subscription. And we, we do a monthly webinar, and I just did one on creating 
harmony in the holidays, you know? And uh, I, I gave, I, I won't go into all of it, but I gave like five, here's five things that I would do if I was, I had little kids, younger children, uh, and I was going to be traveling or going to have a lot of family together. And again, I won't give you all five, but I, I will tell you one is, I think that if once a week at least the family sits down and when they do a fun activity, the mom and or dad, let them know what the next week is going to look like. Kind of a family meeting, like, okay, next week we're going to do this and remember this. And this is how much tablet time you get when we travel. And remember, we're going to stop here uh, to go to the bathroom and to get something to eat and remember this. Anyway, you just tell them what the next few days are going to be. Then you get to grandma's house and, hey, this week we're at grandma's. Now, remember, we all go to bed at this time. And you just, you get, so it's not an in the moment kind of thing that you're reacting to the uh, lack of normalcy and routine. It's you, 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 you're creating a new normal in an out of normal routine for your kids. And I think that could be one of the, I think that's one of the best things that families can do. The problem is mom and dad are, uh, you know, you're stressed getting things ready to go or to have people to your home or you're, you know, you're like you are, Bailey, Christmas crazy and you're just excited about the deal. And so those, it, we tend to we tend to have to react in that moment, and it doesn't ever work out the way we'd like for it to work out. I'm not saying there's any like magic pills, but I think that's one of the five things that I talked about uh, on the webinar that I think you can do to make that season better. Okay, did y'all do that when we were growing up? Uh, I think we. I think your mom was really good about hey, we're going to to uh, Grammy Granddad's house and here's how long it's going to take. And just having, you know, just that calm conversation before we left. Now she had something when you said, why can't we do Mm so-and-so? Ross never did that. He was perfect, but you did a lot. (laughs) She could say, well, remember, here's what, here's what we said. And so there's Mm -hmm. something to go back to. Mm -hmm. How did you guys manage, you know, I assume, Y'all were traveling. Did y'all go to multiple places in one holiday or did you usually only go one place? For a few years we did. Mm-hmm. And then we we said, okay, that's too hard. Because we were going like we were going Houston and and Central Texas. I mean, so mm-hmm. we were they were long distances, not quite the same as what you do where it's like an hour away, but still mm-hmm. it's it's hard. But um so we only did that for a few years and then we said, okay, we're going to stay here and, or either we would do one, one year. So, um, but it, I think just looking back, I think it was just like, not try to do ev- like if there's so much you can do, but you got to say, okay, that's not, that's not healthy. We can't do everything as much mm-hmm. as we want to, but, um, just try not to pack too much stuff in. Yeah. yeah. And don't forget, I, I was leading a church then and we were, we had started, you know, candlelight Christmas Eve services. And so that was kind of, for me, a good, bad thing. The bad thing was I was really tired when I got home on Christmas Eve after six or seven of those. But the good thing was, I mean, we couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, we, we were working on Christmas Eve. And so folks came to us. Mm-hmm. How did you guys, 
how did y'all manage um, being intentional with your extended family and, you know, making that a priority, but then also doing what was best for your, your immediate family? Because I think that that's something that lot that is hard for lots of families is, you know, it's important to do it all. Like, it feels like you got to do it all. And how do you balance those things? You have any tips for us? <laughs> I mean, I do feel like it's so important to make the effort to be with extended family. Um, but it isn't always easy. And, and especially the older kids get and the more activities they're involved in and your family's doing different things than, you know, Ross's family. And, um, depending on how far away you live, it's, it's hard. But I think one thing that we had to do too, because of, of working at the church is you, it just didn't have to be the day. Like it didn't mm-hmm. have to be the day of, like it could be that weekend or, you know, whatever, which, um, it, it had to be that way for us, but it also was, it, we just were like, it's okay. You know, it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot of families that can do that, that day, it is like you, everybody comes this day or we don't do it, you know, and we just had to let that go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, you've heard me say this about other things, but you avoid the extremes. That's the thing. The extreme is we're not seeing anybody. We're not going anywhere. This is about my kids. Well, what does that say to your kids? What you're saying to your kids is that the whole world's about them. And mm-hmm. that's the message they start receiving. So that's an extreme that you want to avoid. But then the other extreme is, hey, we're going to we're gonna run around with our hair on fire. Our kids are going to be ballistic because we travel from one house to the next house to the next house because we want everybody to be happy. And that's another extreme. And so you have to find, I think, a place in the middle and be comfortable with the tension of being in the middle, that it's not going to be uh, either extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have like anything that y'all did? Well, so when we travel, Grant tells me that I turn into a different person that he does not like to be around. Um, and it usually starts with the packing when I, cause it just stresses me out. Um, and, you know, in the past, we've gotten in arguments because I feel like I'm doing everything. He just wants me to tell him what he needs to do. I want him to just know what he needs to do. Um, and we've had to learn, like, you know, he packs up the boys and I can't be upset if he didn't pack the outfits I like. But he's helping me. You know, like, it's a give and take and I'm going to pack up Esther or whatever. But I still feel like it's helpful to communicate beforehand before we ever are going to go on a trip and so are there anything just between spouses you know you and your spouse that you can do before going on a trip where you're going to be with different families and in some stressful environments to get on the same page and just would help communication well let me just tell you that that's just normal like (laughs) it's normal and it I just feel like everybody's out of their normal you know routine and so emotions mm-hmm. get a little bit raised for everybody. And um, I personally, I needed to make sure that I was still giving him the attention 
that he needed that I would normally give him with everybody else wasn't around, you mm-hmm. know, because then he knew I was still thinking about him, considering him, whatever. Um, but I think too, what you're saying, you have to release some things like, okay, you pack the kids and I don't care. I mean, you have to, because I would have done the same thing. Like I want to make sure everything is just right. We're making sure we get everything. And dad would be like, fine, you know, but, um, you have to give some of those things up and be okay with it and know that, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what worked for us, I'm not saying this is for everyone, but you know, mom decided what was going and I was the pack mule because it was unfair. It's unfair for you to say to Grant, you know, I want you to do this without me telling you what to do. And then being upset that there wasn't something there. Mm-hmm. And so my thing was, Hey, you're better at knowing what needs to be there. And I can carry everything and, and Tetris kind of play Tetris and get everything in the car the way we needed to go. And so for us, it was the separation of duties, mm-hmm. but you know, the difference between I think your mother and you is she actually started ahead of time. <laughs> it's changed a lot of things. You know, when you, when you're leaving the next morning and it's 10 o'clock and it's like, okay, let's pack. <laughs> That's a recipe for disaster. That's true. That is true. I am the worst procrastinator when it comes to packing. I hate it so much. Just talking about it right now is making me feel anxious. Um, you might want to go get started today. <laughs> for real. Maybe you can go in the day. Um, yeah. What about, like, I'm thinking about when Grant and I are traveling and we're in stressful situations. Like, say I'm feeling anxious in a situation and he's not, you know, I feel like it might, did y'all ever have to do this? Like, I feel like it might be helpful for us to have some kind of code word or something where we can communicate with one another. Like I'm on the struggle bus right now. Um, or I'm feeling really one certain way. Um, so that, you know, cause otherwise I'll end up blowing up on him later, you know, but if he knew, Oh, this is a really stressful situation for me, he might could help me out. Did y'all ever have to do that? Or like, figure out something for, you know, when you're just in a more stressful environment with lots of people around. I just feel like that we, um, you have to step back and think, why is, why is he acting that way? Why am I acting that way? And, you know, cause there are those times where one of you's overwhelmed, the other one's not, or with their, hit their family or my family, it's just different, you know, And so I think you just have to kind of be, give a little grace and say, okay, what's going on that's making one of the other react that way? And okay, I need to be more intentional about doing this or not doing that or checking in or, you know, or Mm -hmm. even just voicing what, what I'm feeling so stressed about, you know, but I think both, just both going into it thinking there's going to be some times. And, um, we both need to be aware and just kind of go, this is not normal situation. We've got to just give each other a little bit of grace and not, you know, react. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of, I think what we did was mom kind of took the lead when we were with her family and I kind of dropped back a little and I kind of took the lead with my family. She kind of dropped back a little, but part of maturity it wasn't like this in the early years, but as we matured, it was like, hey, man, look, when it's all over, who's sitting here? It's mm-hmm. me and her. 
it's not me and her and my kids and my parents, it's me and her. And so I think when, when it clicks that, Hey man, we're in this together. It's, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about us. Things get better than Mm -hmm. these. I mean, so you're going to be overwhelmed. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, you know, holly jolly Christmas. I mean, it's a part of it. (laughs) And uh, at some point it, it becomes not about each of you, but about both of you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think uh, a lot of this stress comes because, man, when we're in pain, it's, you know, we become a pretty narcissistic. It becomes about us. And so mom and I just, I don't know how far we were into it. Yeah. After lots of years of it not being a pleasant experience of saying, hey, man, it's going to be about us. Mm-hmm. and we're, we're a team here. And I think that helped us mm-hmm. the most. Yeah, that's good for sure. I think that can also apply to the kids. You know, I think about towards when you're traveling and they're not acting, you know, they're not acting like they would at home or they're doing different things. And, and you're like, you know, for me, I really want them to be on their best behavior in front of our family, but that's like not realistic, you know, but when they're acting out, asking yourself why, you know, and it could, and evaluating that first before I'm quick to, you know, be like so hard on them, I guess, Mm -hmm. because it is just such a different, they're in just different routines and things like that. So to have grace for them too. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. Grace, grace all around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crazy uncle and grace for your kid. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, do y'all have any, um, favorite Christmas traditions? I mean, I feel like we've had, we've had good ones where, you know, like, I just feel like our, our Mexican food meal on Christmas Eve night was always fun. And then, um, and our stockings, you know, Mm. stockings were always a big deal and that was really fun for the giver and the receiver, you know, I mean. Papa always does or and did with y'all too, you know, like the reindeer food or whatever. That was always fun. What else? Um, uh, I think you covered them all. Yeah. We, you know, shot on us. Yeah. Became a huge part of our life. This song that we ended Christmas Eve with, and you know, uh, when I stepped out of that role in our church, uh, you know, Mom and I started a new tradition. We went. Back in our room with these little wickless candles and <laughs> found a YouTube shine on us and we had a little shine on us moment and, yeah. and it was it was special. Yeah. And uh you know, so we have traditions from when our kids were little and we're trying to build yeah. new traditions in this season of our life. Yeah. That's good. And a big what, old snake dinner on Christmas Day. Woo-hoo. That's right. <laughs> and twice baked potatoes. Yep. <laughs> Yum. So good. I love that. What um what about your favorite you have any favorite christmas memories that stick out when you think about you know anything fun or funny or not so good i don't know just any memories you'd want to share about this time of the year with your families or our or us oh my favorite memory i think has got to be the year that uh one of my friends had the authentic i mean the real deal santa suit and came mm-hmm. to the house and walked in front of y'all's room and y'all were bouncing off the walls that you had gotten to see Santa. 
That would be one. And then, I, Mom, I bet yours is when we were on the 30th. Yeah. Place. Yeah. And, and Ross got keys and you got reins <clears throat> for a horse and a four wheeler. That was, that was so the fun. best. That was fun. Yeah. That was cool. I still remember that one for sure. Yeah. And I remember um, when you. When we got Bud, I think the kitten, and it was oh, in a box, yeah. <laughs> and that was at the Keller house. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. That was cool. uh, and we to Disney last year was. Probably I mean, that was great. So exciting! Yeah, that's about on Bud level right there. <laughs> it was fun giving it. Giving it was much more fun than actually doing. Oh, just whatever. Great. It was fun. Gideon. Gideon this year is like, I wonder where Honey and Papa are taking us next year. What are we going to get for Christmas? I was like, um, might not be a trip this time. And it was, it's so funny. So can't top Disney. I don't think I know, for right? the, for, in their eyes at least, but yeah. Um, I think I remember what <laughs> y'all are going to shake your heads at me. I remember one year I've, and this could be a terrible memory, but I, uh, Ross got rollerblades. I feel like everyone got rollerblades, but me. And I was like, why does the entire family get rollerblades? And so now I look back on that and I'm like, I was so, I mean, it's just funny looking at it from a parent because that always happens on Christmas morning where for me, at least I feel like I'm so excited about giving my kids stuff. And then they always have something to say about it. And I'm like, Really? I was trying so hard and every year Grant's like prepared for my disappointment of some gift that didn't go good that I was so excited about. I don't remember. I wonder what you got that I thought you wouldn't want rollerblades. I don't know. I, just I don't know. I remember trying to give you rollerblades and your mom said, no, I can't. I don't remember. <laughs> that is not my, my, my like favorite memory. It just jogs. It just is interesting. Like to reflect on that now being a parent and being like, Oh my gosh, she can never win, you know? But I feel like, Dad, you've always too, um, you're good. Like, you, we've always done traditions, but then you you always like to also change up things, which is fun. Um, like, you know, one year you made uh, donuts, homemade donut, donuts for breakfast. And then I really liked when you started doing the family gift. Oh, um, yeah. And I decided maybe we need to start doing that when there's something I really want for our family. I'm going to give it as a family gift. Wow. I'm like, dad was strategic. And we got an Apple TV one year and I was like, yes. And I, I look back and I'm like, that was smart. Let's do a family gift. Mm. Grant, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So um, any last like words of wisdom or things you would like to tell you know the younger generation when they're in this season of the holidays like advice you'd want to give them or things you wish you would have known well I was just <laughs> thinking about when my stressor was everything needed to be exactly equal, you know down to the dollar and everything and that was him this was his reaction and I would be the night before having it all laid down going oh my gosh you know with her calculator <laughs> we're 37 cents off what are we gonna do <laughs> and so I, I finally let that go and <laughs> but um gosh yeah don't make it too hard on yourself I think you know it's just it's it's so sweet to be with everybody and it doesn't have to be some huge thing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, 
what I wish I would have known then that I know now is, I mean, the relationships are the reward of the holidays. That's it. And all the other stuff, there's nothing wrong with the other stuff, but it's all way down the list from relationships or what the reward of the season is. And so, man, kind of, you know, lower your expectations of perfection and just enjoy the people that are your family and your closest mm-hmm. friends. And uh, it doesn't have to be perfect to be meaningful and to be uh, everything that, that God wants it to be for your family. Mm-hmm. And you'll sit here one day and laugh. <laughs> like we are about things that were a big deal that really aren't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Thank you. Well, we have to end on a, on a cheery holiday note. And so we're going to play a little game. On and we're going to, on this 15 minute little mini episode. that is <laughs> Exactly. Now it's it's just been special holiday. One. It's been fun. Come on. Oh, yeah, people will like the, it. The, the 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. All right, Percy. So, I'm going to play a song, a Christmas song, and I'm going to pause it and I'm going to see if you can finish the lyrics. Mm. You'd be better, but I'm going to try. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Christmas. <laughs> she did great, honey. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> I don't know the words. <laughs> All I wanted you is how it ends. Yeah, you're right. That's good. Okay. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. Very good. Very good. Very good. That was good. Okay, one more. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell. Something, something, something. Very good. Sing a song from your first grade on. (laughs) Yeah, please. Sing us your favorite one. I could, but I'm not going to because I'm not, I'm not opening myself. I get enough ridicule. Oh yeah. You don't know. I don't. Yeah. 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 I still remember. (laughs) You're scared. Oh, Oh, yep. Cut them open. Fear comes out. Wow. (laughs) Hey, hey, you guys welcome to my life. All right. Well, thank y'all for doing this short slash 30 minute podcast episode. I hope. A mini edition. <laughs> Maybe we'll break it up into two episodes. We could do that. Okay. Yeah. Can you wish everyone a happy, yeah. happy Christmas? Merry Christmas. Love y'all. Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Yes. And we'll see you next year. Next year. <laughs> Bye. Thank y'all for listening to this week's episode of our Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. We're so glad you were here. If you loved it, be sure to share with a friend. You can subscribe to us on YouTube or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And we will be back with a new episode, not next week, but the next week. Also, anything we talked about in the episode downloadables, free tools, anything like that. It'll always be in our show notes. So make sure you check out the description of the episode. We can't wait to be back with you so soon. Talk to you later. Bye.